live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwap. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwap. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. The shot's no good, and Richmond has done it again. The Richmond Spiders, as a 12 seed, have knocked off the number five seed in the Midwest as they beat Iowa 67-63. The Razorbacks of Arkansas, the number four seed in the West, will move on as they finally ward off a tough Vermont Catamount team and win it by a score of 75-71. to And Kansas, for the 15th straight time, wins their round of 64 game, 83-56. to One second, rebound comes to Drame, and that's it! David has stunned Goliath! The 15th seed in St. Peter's Peacocks, the tiny school of only 2,600 students, has knocked off mighty Kentucky! 85-79 in overtime. I hate it so much that we can't hear the local broadcasters in the NCAA tournament. Why? You wanted to hear them rock, chalk it up? Yeah. Not just, like, I want to hear the what the St. Peter's guy said, you know? I bet he was losing his mind. I want to I want to hear, yeah, I don't care about Brian Haney. I mean, I do, but that, that just... These upsets and the stuff, I, so much more fun and passion. And we get to the NCAA tournament, and they put these generic Westwood One guys on the game, and it just stinks. And there it is. It's a final this afternoon in the East Region. St. Peter's has topped Kentucky in overtime, eighty-five yeah. seventy-nine, as we all prayed for. Yeah, I mean, he was more excited. You know you what I'm so? saying, though. It's just more fun. No, it's I'm with you. Fun. It's just ridiculous. There's a lot of ridiculous going on right now with the tournament. Like, what else is ridiculous about it? <laughs> well, the fact that on media row, the front row has to have masks on, but the second and third row oh. don't. Is that and, right? And the cheerleaders have to be masked, but human mascots, you know, outside of, you know, having a giant boomer head on or something, like the, the regular dudes, like the leprechaun, the mascots don't have to have Mount, masks. A mountaineer would not have to right. have a mask. I didn't know these rules. <laughs> yeah, so there were guys on the second row, like, taking camera shots, like, these people have to be masked. I'm sitting directly behind them, and I don't. So <laughs> well, We really can't figure it out, can we? <laughs> we cannot. 
<laughs> so not having the uh, actual play-by-play guys probably not surprising. Well, I mean that's, that's been, been forever, a long though. time. That's, that's been that's a long time thing. Yeah, not pandemic related. They just when you get to the tournament, they uh, they cut off all of your like the, uh, the 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 streaming varsity network app, all that kind of stuff. People around the world listen. They can't hear you anymore. Uh, any of the national highlights that are sent out are the Westwood One guys, and I know they pay a lot of money for it, but I wish Learfield would buy it. I mean, I don't know how much it costs. I wish Learfield would buy the streaming and then just let their guys, you know, be the be the highlights out there. So, sure, anyway, absolutely. Nobody cares about that but me. Okay, we got a lot going on in the world of uh, Sooner Sports, TJ. Let's uh, let's run it down. Patty Gasso's Sooners back in action today. They will be at what's the weather look like today, T? It's going to be cold today, right? Today's well, compared to what it's been, yes, it's going to be I think mid to high 50s for today, but I think the rain all that's supposed to have moved out and I think hopefully cuz it is windy out there right now. I think the winds are supposed to calm down a bit later in the day. So cool, but um Shouldn't be bad. I think the sun's supposed yeah, to come out. Crazy windy out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, two games today for the Sooner softballers. Hall of Fame Stadium, big event going on. The Hall of Fame Classic out there in Oklahoma City. Four o'clock, they'll play Sam Houston State. Six thirty, Indiana. Then every all these other teams are playing each other throughout the day too. If you just want to go sit and watch softball all day. Saturday, the Sooners play at one thirty against. I wrote SD down. Is that San Diego or South Dakota? Teach. I think it's San Diego. Uh, San Diego. I should be able I'm, to remember something I wrote down thirty minutes ago on, or an hour ago. I had now. it on a different OU schedule. Let me pull. It's got to be San here. Diego. It can't be South uh, Dakota. Can't let me have scroll a through. They've team. already played fifty games. Uh, yes, yeah, San Diego on Saturday at one thirty. Yes, thank you. 6.30, they will play Houston Saturday night. And then the final game of the event for OU is 11.30 a.m. Sunday morning against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Sounds like, uh, according to Chris yesterday, Iowa is probably the best of the opponents OU will play of the five opponents this weekend, according to him. So there you go. Softballers, five games this weekend. You can go see them in Oklahoma City. Beautiful Hall of Fame stadium. Baseball team back at it tonight. They've won six in a row. They will take on the New Orleans Privateers. Three-game series. Final three games of this home stand before they take uh, one road game to Wichita next Tuesday. 6.30 tonight, game one. Jake Bennett on the mound for OU tonight. Uh, the guy that New Orleans is throwing is 3-0. and uh, yeah, listen to this, TJ. Um, Jake Bennett's 1-0 with an 0.75 ERA. He's got the best ERA in the country among starting pitchers. There, He's facing a left-hander, Tyler LeBlanc. He's 3-0 with a 1.62. So pretty good. 12-11 will no doubt be the final Matt's, tonight in this Matt's one. Son. That's right, as far as we know. Um, 6.30 tonight. I was just starting to kind of scan over what New Orleans has. I haven't done a deep dive yet, but looks like they can pitch it. 
the the bats uh, have been uh, just okay so far. They don't have a really high team batting average. They haven't hit a ton of home runs, but they got a team ERA in the threes, uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, so anyway, we'll uh, we'll tell you more about New Orleans as we go along. Six o'clock pregame show for you coming up tonight on Sooner Radio. The women open NCAA tournament play tomorrow. They got the late night draw in the Lloyd Noble Center. Two games tomorrow night. The first one will be at six thirty. That is Notre Dame and UMass. Then the Sooners play the late game approximately nine o'clock tomorrow night. OU and Uipui. I U P U I. Teach, you gonna make it out for that nine PM game tomorrow night? I won't be awake LNC? for that nine PM game. Probably. Come on, man! You're not gonna stay up and watch the I'll, NCAA I'll, tournament I'll game. I'll probably make it to the end. I'll be watching uh, all the basketball going on. So that's a late tip, though. Hope those girls it's get a, a nap. They're not used to being up. It's a two napper for me. I would yeah. need. I'm gonna need two naps to make it that deep tomorrow <laughs> night. But I'll, I'll, I will. I will. And then the men are. Back in the LNC on Sunday night, I was wrong. I didn't think they would play in the middle of the women's NCAA tournament. So kudos to the crew at the LNC. They're going to have to turn that arena around twice from NCAA to NIT back to NCAA. It's just a lot of bannering and stickering and all the stuff that goes on the floor and the uh, backdrops and the stanchions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the men play 7 o'clock Sunday night against St. Bonaventure. And this uh, St. Bonaventure team's legit. They were on the bubble with OU to make it in. Uh, they went to Colorado and won. That would be a good game. 7 o'clock Sunday. So, busy weekend. Softball all weekend. Baseball all weekend. Women's basketball Saturday night late. Men's basketball Sunday if the women win Saturday night, they will turn around and play again on Monday in the second round of the NCAA tournament. So, man, TJ, we got a lot going on. It's busy. It's busy. Are you calling all baseball and basketball? What's your schedule? Well, I'm not calling the women's basketball, obviously. Well, no, no, no. Um, I meant the men on Sunday night, yeah. Yes, I am calling all three baseball games and the men's game on Sunday night. It worked out timing-wise. As long as we don't go 15 innings on Sunday, should be good. And I'm guessing New Orleans has a uh, has a cutoff time anyway, so I don't think that'll be a problem, I wouldn't think. What do you think? You think New Orleans flew up here or bust? They might have bust. They probably bust. I would think it's New Orleans. I, w- I was actually driving to work this morning wondering if they bust up today or if they were already here. Well, they would have come the night before. I mean, most teams aren't going to travel day of game. I wouldn't think so. I just, just but that far, most teams would fly. But New Orleans is out of the Southland Conference, so I don't know what budgets are like down there. So I bet they bust up. So what is it? Ten hours to New Orleans? About yeah, ten eleven. That's a long, that's a long bus ride, man. Yeah. Now, now I'm thinking about it, that was a stupid thought on my part this morning. Um. So. Quarterfinal. I know the 29th and 31st are in Madison Square Garden. Where did the quarterfinal take place? Would OU host be in uh, the number one overall seed again if they win? If if they can, yes, and they can, so yes. Okay, okay. And it will be next Tuesday or Wednesday. Gotcha, okay. 
the uh, yeah. So if they beat St. Bonaventure, they will play in the you know quarterfinals Tuesday or Wednesday of next week at home against either is it North Texas or Virginia? I think is the other game. Uh, just pulled up the bracket. Yes, that's the yeah the winner of that game. Yep, Virginia North Texas. And then they would have a week before that NIT Final Four, which is the next Tuesday in – it's the same night as Bedlam in Tulsa baseball. Oh. Mm-hmm. We were making some contingencies yesterday just in case. Uh, so Tuesday night, the 29th, would be the semifinals in Madison Square Garden, and the championship would be Thursday the 31st. And then OU Texas is Friday down in Arlington after that. So uh, they might lose to St. Bonaventure on Sunday. But that week has a chance to be kind of super crazy. First things first. Yeah, I'm going to call the baseball games and uh, men's basketball on Sunday night. Taylor's on PA out at Hall of Fame Stadium all weekend. Uh, Chris has got softball games. Chad, who knows where Chad is these days? We have a hard time. Chad bailed on us the other night. Major League Fishing, I think, going on right now. He's got fishing going on. He, ba- he, he bailed on me an hour before first pitch the other night. Just, just completely disappeared. <laughs> Left me hanging. <laughs> I think he really has it. Like, I don't know anything about fishing. I've never watched fishing in my life. I know there's, uh, I know, uh, there's a lot of you out there who love it and, Kudos to you. I really do think Chad is a superstar in the fishing world. I think he's become like the Joe Buck of fishing. Oh, well. It's gone from calling a, a whatever you call it, match or meet or contest or what whatever it is, every once in a while to, like, it's all the time for him now. So, Tuesday, when he called that game on the simulcast, well, he wouldn't simulcast it that day. They, they split it. So, when he was calling it on TV – him and George started talking a little bit about the fishing. And I was like, you know, I wonder, like, I'm going to look him up, like, just to see what this thing's like. Like, I know what he does, but I just, I don't. And you're right. Like, I started looking Chad up, and it's like, I was like, I think he's probably a pretty big deal in this. Like, they had his picture there, and he's, like, with his big smile, his arms crossed and stuff. And, like, he was the number one uh, announcer in their list of announcers put up there, you know. And I'm like... I'm like, and they had the logos and stuff. I'm like, he must be a big deal in this thing. So I, I actually was thinking that Tuesday when they were discussing it, and actually Googled it and looked it up because I, I never had. I mean, I know he's been doing this for a couple of years, but I had never like looked up the site and the major league fishing site and all that. And I was like, man, this thing's grown into something pretty big. No, for he, he, and it's you know, and it's very, very popular in. Uh, in that Bass Pro Shop world. No, he's a big deal. It's gone from, like, he's got the OU schedule and he'll squeeze in a fishing tournament whenever he's got a free moment to he's got the fishing schedule you'll work and he'll around squeeze my in an OU schedule. moment. When, yeah, <laughs> right. that's exactly right. So, anyway, that's uh, it's a busy weekend, but it's going to be a fun weekend. And it's nice. I mean, I wish I wasn't home, but it is nice to be home this time of year. I hope next year we're on the road playing some NCAA tournament games, but uh, this has been nice. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, 
travel trailers or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. $8.99 listing fee, but right now they'll list your home for free if you're buying and selling a home in the month of March. Give Terry a call, 405-361-3380 or Saxon realtygroup.com this Corey kent oklahoma boy first kind of uh he's kind of been breaking onto the scene over the last couple of years first major release number one song in the world on the country charts for apple music wow. right now so and friend go, Corey kent. of our buddy bob from cement so is that right that's right that's right is he a bro is he from that southeast part of the state i think or they've the- got ties there i think originally he was from bixby and he was actually on the voice you saying it right uh with blake shelton uh blake okay. shelton's team uh in season uh he told me i think like eight or nine something like that was eliminated in like the final eight or something and now has kind of started to break out so if you like to support Oklahoma music, then Corey Kent's your guy to be looking at right now. He's a hot name out there. Let's see here. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Go ahead. Thank you, TJ. Hashtag masks. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Everybody's huh. a little confused right now. The whole thing with Kyrie Irving that's going on and New York athletes and the Yankees and what they're right. going to have to deal with. And then th- that whole situation yesterday when I saw people tweeting out about it, like, I'm sitting on the second row, no mask, I'm not required to wear one. This is the guy in front of me. I can touch his shoulder. He's required to wear one. I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It just. You're at wit's end, TJ. You're fed up. You're tired of it. It's theater. You're... All that was yesterday to have those people in the front row was theater. Uh-huh. Come on. Come on. Uh, oh no! I've started something now too. I can see a lot of <laughs> tweeting our text here about what are you doing to our show? Mask. Dude? I'll skip over some of the. I we get it, people. All right, I'm not going to read these mass ones. Uh, last one I've got here then says, "How about Bobby Witt Jr. being rated the number one prospect in MLB? Sure, wish we could have seen him wow. in a Sooner uniform." Yeah, I saw that top ten list yesterday, and he is at top number one prospect in all. How of about baseball. that? Good yeah. for him. Got to that spot too quickly. I mean, that was just uh, two uh, years ago that he was supposed to have come to OU. So, I'm hoping uh, Cade Horton takes off after he get that first home run on Wednesday. I think he's got a chance to. We'll see. Maybe I'll have a big weekend. Uh, What's going to happen with Baker Mayfield, TJ? He has requested a trade, and the Cleveland Browns have said, no, thank you. The Cleveland Browns just can't get out of their own way, can they? I mean, it's been decades. We've seen Be it. Be careful. We are an affiliate of the Cleveland Browns here, so well, tread lightly. Maybe. Um, you sit there and you go and chase him publicly, Deshaun Watson publicly. You, whether it's true or not, Chris Mortensen reports that you were told by he was told by front office uh, personnel they don't want a child as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. They want an adult. They want an adult as their quarterback. You miss out on Watson, then suddenly say Baker Mayfield's our guy, so apparently he's matured in the last 12 hours. And then Baker says, no, uh, this is too far gone. I want out. And the Browns say, no, we think we're going to keep you and you're going to be our quarterback. 
It's just a complete mess. So I think he gets traded. I think it just gets too uh, ugly there trying to – I mean, I guess they could kiss up to him. I don't know. I guess they could turn around and give him a massive contract and, and make everything better and smooth it, it over. Suddenly but he'd be happy again? Maybe. I, you drop a guy, you know, $80 million guaranteed or something in his lap, and maybe he changes his tune. I, I don't know. It just – I think he's going to end up – maybe with your Colts – um, I just at this point can't see him being with the Browns next year. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, they have lost leverage. Big the Browns. Time. Yes, they have. So that's why they're trying to say, "Now nah, Baker's our guy. We're going to stick with Baker." They're trying to get some leverage back here for a potential deal, but it's hard to imagine them going forward. It's going to be a really awkward year. I mean, unless he starts lighting it up or whatever. But even then, you know, there's going to be a lot of I told you so on Baker's side. So, yeah, I would lean I would lean toward he's going to This coming traded. up is the last year of that deal, right? I'm hopeful, though. That's me. I'm, being, I'm completely biased. I want him in Indy. Yeah, he's got one year left in so, his deal. So, he's dealing with the so- shoulder situation. What's the, who, who's to say that he doesn't just say, you know what? Man, the shoulder just isn't right. I just don't think I'll play this final season. Because he's not a punk like that. I know he's not. And uh, he. And how dare you even insinuate it Well, about Baker I Mayfield. don't think anybody would blame him, though, if he did. Go sit in a corner. I'm ashamed <laughs> of you. Sorry. We're about to put a statue on the corner of this guy. And he deserves that statue. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He's Baker Mayfield. Uh... Yeah, I think get, I think he's still going. I mean, I just don't. It's it's the Browns, though. If anybody does try to just play through the awkwardness, it'll be the Browns. It'll be them. Yes. It is fun drama. It is high drama. The NFL has been high drama. The quarterbacks. Holy cow, man! I don't ever remember this before in an off season. The quarterback carousel. I mean. Maybe one or two a year will move from here to there or sign with a new team or whatever the case may be. It's like everybody's got a new quarterback this year. They're just trading them all around, moving them. And, and it'll still play out some, depending on if Deshaun Watson chooses Atlanta or New Orleans. If he chooses Atlanta, then Matt Ryan's obviously going to be a, a name out there. So it's not done yet. I think just nobody likes the quarterbacks in the draft this year. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure it out before we get to the draft. Like Kenny Pickett, is that the best best QB in the draft? And his hands are too small, remember? He got tiny hands. <laughs> He's got little hands. <laughs> uh, all right, we need a break. Uh, Skip Johnson live next. They open a series tonight against Nolans. We'll talk to the uh, Sooner head coach on the other side. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sooners have won six straight and they're back at L. Dale tonight. We're joined by head coach Skip Johnson on this Friday morning. Good morning, coach. What's going on? How are you guys? How are We're doing good. How are you today, sir? Good. I mean... The storms came through, need a little bit of rain. Hopefully nobody uh, uh, had any tornadoes or bad hell last night and got a little bit of rain. 
What's your favorite type of fishing? My favorite type of fishing, probably uh, uh, bass fishing. You ever do any deep sea stuff, or is that not your cup of tea? Yeah, I've, I've bay. I've never done any deep sea fishing, but I've bay fished uh, uh, in the Corpus Christi Bay. You know, uh, shallow sport, catching redfish, wading, uh, catching trout. It's pretty uh, um, scary deal when you're sitting there walking, you know, walking in two foot of water or one foot of water, and the stingrays come by you. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, I was, you were showing me that video of uh, you with Jimmy Houston the other day. Was that a good time? Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy uh, uh, loves the University of Oklahoma, uh, yeah, does. loves Jesus. I mean, it's a good time spending with that, that guy. Hey, I want to ask you, about your, ask you about your team. I want to start with uh, Diego because he's a guy that we often, I often overlook when I'm talking to you and – Boy, he's been incredibly valuable for you early in the season. You've been able to plug him in a bunch of different places. He seems he's hitting wherever you put him in the lineup. Uh, what a valuable piece to your team Diego Mooney's has been this year and for the last several years, Coach. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, he uh, he's our spirit of our team. I told him in front of our whole team yesterday that um, he's always in the game. He... You put him on. The, you put him in the infield. Uh, he's he's Javier Ramos's personal catcher. I mean, he can he can play anywhere on the baseball field. But the thing about how the thing about Diego is he has a spirit about him. He doesn't have a bad day. You know, it's like he in the game of baseball. Is the, the 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 thing about the game of baseball, you can't draw it up. You can't. I mean, he goes four for four on on Tuesday, and he goes zero for four on uh, Wednesday, and he's the same guy. And that's what's so awesome about Diego. I mean, I've watched him play in big games when he was fourteen and fifteen years old. I mean, you know, he was eighty nine, ninety two miles an hour off the mound at fifteen years old. I mean, you know, it was uh, one of those deals where he was th- just that good. I mean, he was like. He was playing, going to every select baseball team, playing in every World Series there was. He would be the guy on this team that if you were going to do that thing where you play a different position every inning, he could pull it off, right? He's the guy on this team. Absolutely. We might do that. That's a good idea. All right. Hey, how about we that? might do that. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, do you teach – Do you if a guy wants to learn a new pitch – Let's say he wants to add a change-up or a curve or whatever the case may be. Is that something that is only for the off-season, or is that something you would work on in the middle of a season? It's something – it just depends. I mean, it just depends on how much you're struggling. It depends on uh, um, a lot of those different deals. It's a good question. I mean, I think there's four seasons. I think there's an off-season. I think there's a uh, – competition season i think there's a, a evaluation season and i think there's a conditioning season there's only two seasons you can really make change you only make change in the off season the conditioning season because you're, you're evaluating them you they really can't make a cha- too much of a wholesale change and then you're or during competition and evaluation in competition you don't want to really make a change you can polish 
you can do different grips, how they're throwing the ball, how it's coming out of their hand, stuff like that. You can really talk to them about stuff like that. But when they're struggling or scuffling, you want to, it's like a process of analysis. You want to go through a deal where what's the most important thing, like in their delivery, what they're feeling. And you really just want to work on that one thing. How do you look at a kid and know what pitch he needs to add to the repertoire? You know, how do you know that, boy, this guy really needs a changeup or this guy could really stand to add a, a split finger or whatever the case may be? Well, I mean, <clears throat> you want to keep it as simple as possible. Like, you're coming out of the bullpen, you have a guy that's a reliever. Hey, I'm just going to attack you with two pitches. I, I can't worry about the third pitch. I'm going to attack you with two pitches. See if you can get through the lineup with two pitches. Well, if they're if they're three quarter or or low three quarter, whatever the shape of the 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 breaking ball is going to match the arm action. Like if they're three quarter, you want to teach them a slider. Uh, it's hard to throw a twelve to six curveball from that angle. And if they're high three quarter, you can t- teach them a curveball. It matches the arm slide a little bit more, and teach them a cutter. I mean, the the new pitch in this age is the cutter. Everybody's teaching the cutter, and it's an, it's basically uh, twenty years ago slider, twenty five years ago slider, and uh, um, it's pretty ama- it's pretty amazing. But in our world that we live in today, and as pitching coaches, it's all about hey, uh, uh, velo. You're, I'm going to the velo doctor. I'm doing this and this, and all that stuff makes sense because it gives them confidence. All of a sudden, they see themselves. Go from uh, uh, you know uh, eighty eight to ninety two, or they go from seventy eight to eighty eight. It gives that gives them some confidence, but it's not about velo; it's about command. And velo uh, uh, helps because you can miss certain places and still get away with it. But you still I mean where where everybody wants to play, they can put wood on a bullet. And that's in a major league. So if you don't have command, you're not ever going to get the pitch. If you don't throw strike one, you're not going to get the pitch. Who's got the best stuff on your staff? I'm not talking about command. I'm not talking about uh, the best pitcher. Like who's if the if the scouts are watching, who would they say has the best stuff? Stuff like you talking about how hard they throw. But, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, arms, spin, spin rate, all that kind of stuff. Javier's one, uh, David Sandlin's one, um, um, as far as a pitcher, it'd be, I mean, Bennett, um, I mean, it, it's just hard to tell because there's so, some of them are so much different, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. You can uh, I mean, that. it's really... I love all of them. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, boy, it's good to see Cade Horton hit a home run on Wednesday. I know it's not all, all about hitting home runs, but uh, he's got so much power in that bat, it feels like maybe that will uncork the bottle for him. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a kid. You're looking at a young man that missed his senior year and then uh, uh, missed, you know, the, he missed the spring of last year. Uh, missed all summer. Now he's just kind of getting going a little bit. I mean, you talk about pitch and stuff. There's another guy. I mean, that guy's got stuff too. I mean, he's got power breaking ball up to eighty three, eighty four. 
uh, I probably would say his last bullpen, which was two weeks ago before we put him at shortstop, he was probably up to 94. I mean, like he's in the backyard uh, flipping hamburgers. <laughs> How far away is he? Uh, I think he could go out and throw an inning today, but, <clears throat> I mean, with PG in his thumb and going, you know, his thumb and, and his struggling taking ground balls because uh, it bothers his thumb, I think uh, uh, he could, you know, he could go out and throw an inning today, but I've got to throw him one more time. I got to, you know, what the next time we throw is probably going to face live hitters, and that's what we've got to do for, you know, fifteen to twenty-five pitches. Would We're you like need to him ha- for sure? Would you like to have him for Big Twelve play next week? I mean, is that a possibility? Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a great. Um, any concerns over the back end of the bullpen? You've been winning these games, but there's been some. Uh, seventh, eighth, ninth innings where the opponents have tightened him up on you. Any concern there? I don't. I don't, I don't really have any concern. We've done it in several different ways. That's the, the only thing that concerns me is we've done it in several different ways, and and they, you just got to want to be in that moment. You know, that's the biggest thing. Trevin adds a really good piece to it. Uh, Godman's the closer. I want to make him the closer. Uh, he's got to do it pitch to pitch. He's got to. Understand that's all it's about going pitch to pitch. Um, I, I, I mean, whoever how we're going to try to win the game, we got to keep trying to win the game. Uh, we're going to have to win the game. He's going to have to go out there and 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 hold them to one run. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it was a valuable lesson. He learned a valuable lesson the other day. I mean, you couldn't draw it up like that. He gets the leadoff out. Uh, it's it's a thirteen chopper to. Um, Cade at shortstop, the guy beats it out. Guy hits a flare down the left field line. Uh, we might walk a guy in between that. Guy hits a flare down the uh, ball down the line. We throw the guy at the plate. There's two outs. The guy hits a flare in the left center, makes it seven to six or uh, eight to uh, eight to seven, and uh, um, and the wind takes it in the left center, and then we throw it off the backstop. Instead of getting to the next pitch, which is the only thing he can control, he tried to win the moment and got outside himself. And probably, you know, I'll, I'll take the I can take the blame. I should I should have went out and did a mound visit because to slow him down, you could see he was scuffling. He was, you know, when I really t- could tell he was scuffling. I would have I would have mound visited if they'd have called the guy safe and make it eight to eight. Where do you it's see Cade? Fit, where do you see Cade fitting in when he comes back? Is he a back into the bullpen guy? Do you want to eventually get him into the rotation on the weekend? How do you think he fits in there? I'd, I'd love to get him in on the uh, rotation. I don't know if I can get his pitch count up because he's playing an everyday position. We might be able to if we stay healthy. We might be able to do that. Uh, you know, give him give him a week off. Uh, maybe move him to first base and let him play first base a little bit too. D.H. Uh, 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 Robinson, because, you know, um, with Squires being out, he D.H.'s mostly. With Squires being out, you know, it's just you never know. I mean, that's the awesome thing about baseball is what happened on Wednesday. The ball bounces off. You never know who's going to get the biggest hit 
or get the take the biggest walk or had the biggest at bat until the until it happened. You never know who's going to throw the most important pitch. You know it's clicheish, and but it's the truth. I mean, you never know, and that's what keeps you coming to the ballpark. I told him after the game, I said, "That's how you draw it up, guys. We we're going to play it off the." Uh, <laughs> Top of the L, we're going to play it off the top of the net. It's going to bounce back perfect, and Godzian's going to be there. I mean, you, just, you can't draw it up like that, you know? <laughs> what do we know about New Orleans, Coach? Older, very offensive, um, very athletic, well-coached. Uh, I mean, they're going to be good. It's going to be a, a fun weekend. It's going. They're very good. I watched them play right. LSU. Yeah, go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, wa- I watched them play two or three times. They're very they're very good. All right, Coach. Go get them. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, you guys have a great day. Bye. You too. We'll see you out there. Skip Johnson. That's some uh, interesting Kate Horton information there that I think could have a major impact on this team going forward. We'll be back. T-Row and TJ. Yeah, these guys smell great. I warned you. <laughs> there would be an odor. The T-Row in the morning show on the home of Sooner fans. We're back on the ref this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Home of the $8.99 listing fee. They'll list your home for free this month if you're buying and selling a home. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. It is now time for day two of T-Row's Bracket Breakdown brought to you by Scuffling Fishing, the elite fishing lure. Every day, we're scuffling. People are excited out there, TJ. This segment was a hit yesterday. Uh, it was something. It was something. Mm-hmm. Your first game today, Toby, 11.15 a.m. tip-off in the South region. CBS. I stayed up all night again. Two straight nights I was up all night researching well, you're these You're going to need a nap today. Uh, CBS broadcast, 10-7 game, Loyola-Chicago, Porter's former uh, stop against Ohio State. Two words, Sister Jean. Loyola Chicago is still good under new head coach Drew Valentine. Ohio State closed the season slumping. They lost four of their last five. Three of those were to teams at the bottom of the Big Ten. They've run into a higher power, TJ. We saw yesterday St. Peter's and St. Mary's advance. Today, Sister Jean advances as well. Loyola Chicago is the pick. Next, Pretty, Pretty easy call on that one. Uh, 11.40 tip-off on True TV. That is channel 760 on your Cox cable. Uh, 15-2 <laughs> game in the Midwest region. Jacksonville State against Auburn. Uh, TJ, we played the Auburn Tigers this year. We, meaning uh, Oklahoma. You didn't. Obviously. Uh, kinda. I mean, I kind I give my all. Uh, Auburn's really good. I got them all going all the way to the national championship. I don't know Jack about Jacksonville State, but I know they can't hang with Auburn, Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler. Auburn is nuts. Bruce Pearl's nuts. That team is nuts. It may get them eventually, but not today. Auburn is the pick. Next. 1245 tip-off in the West Region. TNT broadcast. Big 12 team. Third-seeded Texas Tech against 14th-seed Montana State. 
everything changed for me when I found out Jeff Haxton would not be calling this game. Jeff Haxton home with the flu. All our best to Jeff. He's I saw yesterday he's having like an auction. He was like auctioning off everything he'd ever done in broadcasting. I was worried about him a little bit. Uh, Montana State into the 25-year tournament drought by getting in, but they're not going to be able to breathe. They're going to be smothered by the Texas Tech defense. Tech wins. I'm not sure Montana State gets to 40 in this one, TJ. Tech is the pick. Next. 1 o'clock, TBS East Region. The Yell Smarty Pants versus the three-seed Purdue Boilermakers. I always like the Ivy League in uh, these tournaments. Uh, they always are smarter than everybody else. They run a, back, a lot of backdoor cuts. Um, I find myself rooting for the Harvards and Yales and Princetons of the world. But Purdue's my national champion. And Purdue's pretty smart, too. Purdue's a tough school to get into. I think they're going to be up to the brain challenge today. Plus, Purdue is just giant. They're a giant basketball team. Yale is way overmatched size-wise in this game. Purdue, easy pick. Next, I got no upset so far. Well, Loyola was kind of an upset. Uh, last one this hour before we hit the top of the hour break. One forty-five tip-off on CBS out of the South Region. Two fifteen game, Villanova against Delaware. Uh, the Blue Hens. I love the Blue Hens. Uh, I'm not picking them to win this game, though. Connor Gillespie, the Big East player of the year, is too good. They're a mature team. Jay Wright will not let this team overlook Delaware. Might be tight for a while, but Nova pulls it out. Villanova is the pick. And we'll pause right there so I can catch my breath. Top of the hour break. We continue today's picks next. Mark Williams joins us live at 820. Back after this.